1: so throughout the election campaign, Global News has teamed up with Ipsos to do a little polling about a number of different issues, including what you think are the important issues in this election campaign. And it's been pretty clear to us um, that there are a few things that rise above everything else. Uh, affordability, healthcare. Crime and safety, leadership. Doesn't matter which party you're supporting or not supporting. Uh, Those are the issues that people have identified as being important to them. And every week we've spent a little bit of time chatting about one of them. Last week we talked about uh, crime and safety. Uh, we've talked about affordability this week we're going to talk about healthcare, which is second only to affordability in terms of importance and it's pretty close it's right up there and you understand why we've talked about health care for a long long time in this province we know we have a situation and um, you know Daniel Smith when she became leader got rid of the administration of AHS and brought in a single administrator to try and streamline the changes that she wanted to make said it was gonna be a bumpy 90 days been six months um, and now we get a open letter from doctors in Calgary now Edmonton doctors adding their voice to it saying hey in our ERs things are not going well. So let's find out what the situation is. We're going to speak with Dr. Shazma Mathani, who is an emergency room physician at the Royal Alec and the Stollery in Edmonton, working in the ER. Uh, Dr. Mathani, thanks so much for joining us. Always appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for having me this morning. So um, yesterday we saw the letter from emergency room docs in Calgary. Edmonton doctors are now signing their name to it as well, saying uh, they feel like they're trapped in what seems like an endless crisis that's only getting worse and worse and worse. You spend each and every single day in an ER, that's what you do. Um, What's your experience? You've advocated for physicians to sign on to this letter. You must agree with it. What's your experience personally?
0: Well, it's exactly what the letter says. I mean, we're in a situation where the emergency department continues to be crunched. Um, We are seeing people wait for hours up to, you know, six, seven, eight hours at a time um, in hallways. Uh, Because of these waits, people having um, outcomes that could have been preventable. And so it's exactly what that letter is indicating.
1: Um, Now, emergency rooms, I mean, we're talking about the specific instances that you're dealing with, the specific cases, but if you sort of step back a little bit, that's where all of the issues in the healthcare system will present, correct? I mean, if you've got a problem with finding a family doc, you're going to the ER. If you've got a problem with follow-up care after surgery, you're going to the ER. Like That's where everybody ends up. If there's a problem somewhere in the system, you're the one that sees it.
0: Yeah it's like the safety net of the system is kind of the way that I like to to think about it because we're always there and we will always try to be there uh, for anyone who needs us but when it's a situation where you're in the community and you don't have access to a family doctor there's really nowhere else to go you come to the ER when um, you know you can't like you said you can't get follow-up with um, one of your specialist doctors and you're worried you come to the ER that's we are there to help people when they're concerned about things but The problem is when we're in a situation where now hundreds of thousands of Albertans don't have a family doctor, Mm -hmm. that really puts additional pressure on us in the emergency department. And then when we're in a situation where the hot, like people are sicker, and then the inpatient units, kind of where people go after they're in the emergency, they need to be admitted, are also getting full. We feel that crunch between both of those things, right? We can't send people up to the ward because people are sicker and needing to stay in hospital for longer, and we have more people coming in to the ER, so we're feeling that crunch from both sides.
1: What is the cause, in your opinion, as somebody who's worked in ERs for years, you, you sort of, you, you you know, and we hear that we know that there are situations with the ERs. What is the cause of it? Is it, is it manpower? Is it, what is the situation as you see it?
0: I think it's two things. I think one is that we have um, a chronic undervalue and underfunding of primary care and family doctors. We've talked about this before, Shay. Family Family medicine is the foundation of the healthcare yeah. system. It, it these are the people who keep Albertans healthy. They keep them out of the ER. They keep them out of needing to be admitted to hospital. Um, there's so much evidence to show that if we invest in primary care and we respect our family doctors, that it helps the overall healthcare system. It costs less money. It keeps people healthier. This is where we need to focus investment on, and then also treating healthcare workers with respect in general because we are seeing a um a loss of not just doctors but healthcare workers across the board and so we are, are facing a big staffing shortage as well so i think it's two things i think it's not investing in primary care and i think it's a, a big staffing shortage
1: um has it gotten better surely things must be better i mean we just came through a once in a century pandemic where we know it was an absolute crisis surely things must have gotten somewhat better haven't they
0: they've gotten better than they were during like the delta wave let's say and i will say that um you know the um the official administrator when uh dr cowell had recently put in the um ems offload time to try to get ems in the community more quickly we are seeing on the community side that that is actually working really well that ems response times are improving that people who are in the community who need an ambulance are getting it more quickly it's not perfect times right mm-hmm. they're still it's still too long but those times are getting better and for a brief period of time i will say that we were seeing improvements in the emergency department there as well and i was hopeful at that time mm-hmm. but then in the last i would say 3 to 4 weeks unfortunately things are getting crunched again i don't know the exact reason why that's happening i can just tell you what i'm seeing on the front lines but we did see a brief improvement and definitely are seeing better EMS times in the community, but the eMERGE is busy again. That may be because summer is coming and often it is a busy time, but we're definitely seeing um, a change again uh, in the wrong direction.
1: Um, In terms of what's being done to fix it, and you mentioned some of the changes around EMS, and there's no question we've seen EMS EMS times uh, improve, which is fantastic. It's not always money, is it? I mean, I know you said we need to reinvest in in family health care. I think everybody recognizes. I mean, we've got almost a million Albertans without a family doctor right now. It's not good. Um, But aside from the money, it's not always money, right? There's other things that can be done. What do you think, you know, aside from spending money, how could things be fixed? And what's the timeline for the fix?
0: Well, I think making Alberta an attractive place for healthcare workers to be is the big one. Treating healthcare workers with respect, which has not always been done,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, making it attractive for people to want to come here. I mean, a good example is the recent res- residency matching uh, for all of Alberta. We had, after the first round, 42 unmatched spots in family medicine. That was the highest in the country. And if you compare that to the two unmatched spots in British Columbia and the zero unmatched spots in Saskatchewan, it's not a Western Canada thing, it's an Alberta thing. And so I think it's important to... Um, Make sure that Alberta is an attractive place for, for healthcare care workers and, and in doctors in particular to want to come and to raise their families, to have their families be in the education system, to have, um, you know, accessible social services, have all of these things that makes people want to actually be in Alberta
1: right now. During this, and we often hear from, I've heard Rachel Notley say it, I've heard Daniel Smith say it, we're going to sit down and we're going to speak with the people on the front lines and we're going to find out what they suggest we do to fix things. You're a person on the front lines. You've been there for a while. Has that ever happened in your experience? Has a political party of any stripe sat down and said, hey, listen, you're a frontline ER doc. What do we need to do?
0: Uh, No, and I would say that on both sides. Um, So neither party. In my experience and ta- in myself, I am in leadership positions in uh, talking to my colleagues in leadership positions. Those conversations have not happened. And as you alluded to, they need to happen. It's, um, you know, leadership and administration positions are important, but it's also really important to talk to the people that are right there on the front lines. And, you know, again, Shane, you and I have talked about this before, like emergency um, healthcare workers, I think, are the, some of the most innovative people in the healthcare system because we're constantly having to adapt to what's yeah. happening around us. We're constantly having to adapt to limited resources and things running out and having less space and trying to figure out how we're going to see people. Come talk to us because we have the ideas to help improve the healthcare system.
1: What would be the, like, if if I sat down with Dr. Mathani and I, I'm premier and I say, hey, listen, give me one thing that I can do this weekend that's going to make it better for you, what would it be?
0: Oh, that's like a quick fix? Because there aren't any of those left. (laughs) Um, um, Public education. I think that that's a a good, quick, uh, uh, immediate response. If you continuously try to educate the public on um, just making them more health-literate and making sure that people know when to use the ER, what other options there are available. Um, You know, all the things that 811 can actually do beyond just whether you need to go to the ER or not. There are a lot of um, services that people of the public don't know about. And so public education, I think, would make a big impact on that in, in a quick way.
1: Um, Dr. Matheny, you work hard at that. And I encourage people to check out your social media because you take on certain public health issues now and then and, and give little lessons, which are, which are great. <laughs> They're really well done and you learn a lot. So uh, you're doing what you can do. And I really appreciate you coming and joining us as you always do. Thanks so much.
0: Thanks so much for having me.